everybody. Welcome to episode 19 of the Good Friends Podcast. As always, it's Rod and Jack just sitting here on a Tuesday afternoon. What up? Hot and sweaty New York City. Kind of smells like garbage outside. Just how I like Heard it. at least three cat fights this morning. Mm, mm. Not the sexy kind. The <laughs> ones with actual cats. Um, I know. Yeah. Mm, mm. What if you turned into that the is sexy. <laughs> alley cat version of Michael Vick? Um, <laughs> pitting, <laughs> pitting alley cats against each other? Yeah, until they like, die. Like, come on, diamond! Right. <laughs> like, do it! Right, and if they get severely injured, you have to either drown them or electrocute them to death. Oh my god, chances are I would do that as a training exercise in the weeks leading up to the big fight. Right, you'd just be <laughs> electrocuting and drowning cats. I'd find out which Regardless cat of whether or not you yeah. were running a I would be race. doing that before you suggested the idea, hey, have you thought about pitting them against each other for money? I'd be like, one second, Zzz. What were you saying? Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe I should do that. Okay. I would find out which cat cares about which cat the most, and then use that as leverage to make sure that cat plays well. Mm, cat Machiavellian games. Yeah, that's mm. how I like it. I'd get, like, two um, car battery chargers right. and put it on a car battery, take the other two and put it on the feet of the cat, and I'd say, all right, Mixie, this is your week, <laughs> and if you fuck me again, I'm turning that 2004 Toyota Corolla on. Uh full blast and i'm revving Mm. okay you know in pre-modern europe uh the uh little um apprentice boys used to like absolutely shit kick the shit out of (laughs) the 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 master's cats really yeah it was like a thing that happened normally in like pre-modern italy why what does that mean happen normally it's like but they were were just talking they were like i don't know it was just kind of like something they did to take their frustrations out on on these fucking cats that were getting treated better than they were Wow. So they, like, dress the cats up in little boots and, like, hold, <laughs> hold trials for them and then just murder them. Wait, hold fake trials for cats? Yeah, dog. What do you mean? They'd be like, you're guilty. Like, yeah. Meow. Yeah, right. Wait, what? Yeah. Crazy stuff. That's crazy, but not because I feel bad for the cat, but because, like, were people crazy? Yeah, they were. People so were really much, crazy. So much free time. I know. You used A to be trial? able to just do whatever you wanted. Be private. Oh, my God. Before all this technology started popping up. Before it was like, 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 tweet, tweet, tweet. Hashtag, Hashtag see my butt. See my butt dot com. Yeah. Click it. It's a website about my butt. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great segment. Share that one on your Facebook page and Instagram it. Yeah. Instagram what we just said. That's how it works. You know who's got a big problem with this? Tell me who. Very loyal, good friends listener named Vishaka, who you and I have both known basically our whole lives. Our whole lives. No joke. Vish- After you, she's the person I've known the longest in my life. Yeah. That's a trip. But Good. Anyway. She's, tell. I don't know what the fuck she's up to, but apparently she's got an issue with privacy. She has an issue with privacy, because we're starting this week with good friend questions. Yeah. We're start- Thank you guys for emailing us. We actually have some, so. And this one comes from VP herself. I'm going to read it, repeat what the question is, and then we're going to dive right in. I'm going to tweet it out as you read it. <laughs> word by word. Right. <laughs> it's Live performance art piece. Yeah. Okay. Dear Rod, Jack, <clears throat> and Janet, who is not who is currently still in Asia, which means her extended performance art piece called "Fucking Us," still going, still going, still going strong. Are what? we at the end of privacy? Today, at a coffee shop in Cambridge, I happen to have the pure luck to sit next to F. Lee Bailey, <laughs> an old British assassin. Uh, no. Yeah. He was eloquent. <laughs> I should preface that Vishaka recently time traveled in the yeah, late right. 1800s, <laughs> which is the context of this question. 
He was eloquent and said that the best advice he could give me is to always take a bankruptcy case if it comes to me because equity will never change. I mean, I guess. Uh, Wait, whoa, this is... Woo! Maybe TLDR this one. Well, TLDR that one, but here's, here's the crux of it and shit gets interesting. In between asking Bailey if he has Kim's number and what Kanye is like in real life and if Patty Hearst was a freak or not, she All was. Right, more she of my was. speed. We had an amazing conversation about privacy in 2015. Have we gotten to a point in society in, in society where there is no more hiding? Is deleting my Facebook the most underground one can go? Of course, it can be said that no one person is obligated to reveal anything about themselves. However, I would argue that every person is compelled to in order to be relevant and to know what is relevant. Oof, that is mm. so real. I love the way that's phrased. What do you guys think? Are we at the end of privacy? Haichi mama. First Are of we? All, my immediate reaction is, what are you hiding? Yeah, question number one. What are you trying to hide? Only somebody who... Somebody who asked this and has recently time-traveled sounds like they're hiding something. Yeah, fancy lawyerly language. Shaga, email us and tell us if you need help. Do we need to give you a new identity? What did you do? Yeah. What are you so scared of? Yeah. But bigger question. Bigger question. (laughs) Broader question. And one that is just, like, ultimate... Is that not the question of our time? (laughs) Like, in a way... What is privacy over? Yeah, that is sort of like the defining question of this of our time right now. Defining. When I think of like my youth and like the sort of like when you think of like what questions the youth are all asking themselves throughout the decades, that to me is like the most prevalent question. Yeah, we're both are right we're now. both. I mean, it's like everyone wants privacy, but no one wants to give up the luxuries of technology. And right. So the question is, why is technology so inextricably linked? To a loss of privacy. Why do we have to sacrifice one for the other? But Live it. I mean, just like your cell phone. Anyone in the world. I love my cell phone. Mm. Anyone in the world can call you right now and get in contact with you. They okay. can tweet you. They this can is a great way for me to text quickly you. They can call pop you in. I don't want anyone to call me. Yeah, right. I consider phone calls acts of violence. When my phone vibrates and someone's calling, I'm like, what do you want? But I don't know. Like, what, what, like. It's a thing that knows where you're at all of the time. Of course it's going to be, of course there's going to be someone on the other end either selling your information or selling your, you know, whereabouts or tracking where you are or seeing what you do, hitting you up. Yes, I do think, I was saying this, I think. Biggest piece of advice is just don't go Googling how to make a bomb and tickets to New York City. That's it. Just don't do those two things. That is not what privacy is. That's it. (laughs) That is not what privacy is. Privacy is not just the ability to commit an act of terrorism without people knowing about it. Privacy is also, like, I should be able to browse, like, I don't know, products I like and not think that immediately I'm now being quantified into somebody who only buys shit like that. And they having my to, entire internet, like, suddenly rerouted around shit I like. But like, they they used to do that just on a smaller, like, slower scale. Like what? With, like, coupons? Yeah, track your shit with coupons. Like, track your mailing subscriptions and right, your right, stuff right. like that. It's like, datamining's... Still happen. Still Data mining has always happened. Yeah, it feels like the stakes are different. Plus, now. wouldn't you? Don't you want Facebook telling you other stuff that you like? Like, oh, he likes with Facebook. This. Yes, he likes that. Here's yeah. Here's my big thing with Google, this. Though? I don't take Facebook that seriously. Like, uh, ever worry about this? Mm. I just really don't. Like, it's not where Facebook is. The older I get, the farther I'm getting from Facebook being a reflection of anything like my real life. I really feel like I'm not hiding anything on Facebook. What trips me out to my email? That shit. Uh, so that shit, that's a trip. Like my Gmail, because I'm like, yeah, like, 
Google could do anything. I don't read those terms of service. Right. I probably said yes to so much nasty ass shit. With Facebook, I'm like, yeah, just like do whatever. Like there's literally nothing. And I actually like when my Facebook does advertise things that are useful for me. I once bought a MacBook Pro case that Facebook told Facebook. me. Yeah, I was like, yeah. jackpot, you know what I like. Look at that. But yeah, I do think, I guess we are at the end, we are at the end of privacy, right? Or like, I think privacy, what privacy means has been like completely renegotiated. For Absolutely. People. Like if it's not the end, privacy does not mean what we think it means. You're going to be private to other people. You're not going to be private to, I mean, you're not going to be like private the to man. like Google or. To Google, to right, a, corporations. Yeah. Corporate privacy. Corporate privacy. Private, privacy from corporations probably is not going to exist, but. I, don't I mean, know. have you, you seen st- Citizen 4? Because I haven't. Is privacy over? It feels, doesn't it feel alarmist to say? What is your definition of privacy? The ability to do shit on my own and not have people know about it. There's, I feel like there's layers of privacy and they're all going, and I think what it is, it's like there's types of privacy that you're complicit to and types of privacy that you're not complicit to. I don't have a lot of, I don't feel bad for people that put their, put their shit on Facebook or Twitter, make it public, and then are surprised when, like, yeah. somehow it's, like, reflected back to them or, like, connected back to them. That doesn't trip me up. It's, like, the more insidious and visible types. Well, think about, like, the whole generations of babies growing up with every single one of their photos on the internet. Right. That's crazy to think that, like, yeah, totally. There's an entire generation who has a public photo album. Yeah. That shit's no longer something you look at when you're 15 sitting with your mom and she's crying on a sofa because your father just, her, so, just left. Yeah, right. Um, wow. It's different. Yeah. This is a little different, you know? Um, there's that. But also, I don't know, but I'm also kind of down sometimes with, like, the end of privacy. Like, you're, like, the dude. Who is the guy? The NBA guy who's, like, mistress leaked all that shit he was saying about black people and, like, got him fired. What? The coach. That guy. What was that guy's name? What? Are the you basketball about? guy who, like, uh, he, like, said something about, like, not wanting, like, black people in his stadium. Oh, Donald Sterling. Donald Sterling. Oh, yeah. That's an end of privacy situation. That's, like, the internet being used as, like, a vessel to, like, show us who yeah. bigots She are. also, yeah, I mean, that was also, like, a felony, which she did. It was. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But, it, like, I think it could be argued that it's a felony, like, a lot of with these companies and people do i think they just find loopholes to like make it like low-key okay the point is that like there's now ways for privacy to like be eviscerated yeah do you, i think some being good privately a that. horrible person yeah i like that there's no privacy for horrible people i like knowing my truth i feel like there's been a lot more citizen activism just on the level of like leaking shit it's, but then there's sony and there's stuff gonna be bullshit. some there's gonna be some kind of like big equalizer that just kind of like knocks the need like our feeling for privacy out Right. Yes. It's gonna be. There's, there's gonna, gonna be one be, thing. There's gonna be like. There's gonna be no privacy. Then people are gonna feel like this is such a weight and such a burden. And then something's gonna happen. And then people are gonna realize, oh, it's not such a big deal anymore. Right. That we that we're not so private because right. you know there's a zombie outbreak or right. you know there's a big virus yeah. or aliens just landed. A great equalizer. Great equalizer. It's like the Watchmen effect. There's gonna be something that comes and binds everyone because it's one single fear. Right. That right. illustrates all the others. Essentially yeah. the same thing as Star Wars. Yeah, same idea. Game of Thrones. Hell yeah. True, true say. It's true. Lord of the Rings. That's why we love disaster movies. We like things that punish everyone equally. Yeah, right. We love comets and shit. But for real, probably you're like... I mean, right now, if you were freaked out by stuff being tracked and yeah. the government look at your stuff, throw your phone in the toilet. 
right. throw your laptop in the but toilet. But there's also this thing where I think privacy is becoming a luxury. I think only certain people now really get to be private. If that, it's only rich if, if it becomes a thing where like rich people can afford privacy, I think that's, that's what it'll be. Fucked up. I think that's what it'll be. When the New York Times Maybe writes a invest, trend piece about yeah. flip phones, when it's like, ooh, flip phones are hip now. It's like those are only people who can like afford to like not be online all the time. Those are rich people who don't need to work the same way that we're now working in the world. It's all rich models and shit. They can do Maybe. whatever they want. I haven't. I'm not buying into that one. It's true. Who, who has a flip phone right Pam. now? Pam. Pam has a flip phone. Really? Yeah. <laughs> By choice. She's absolutely fine with using a flip phone. She does not need a fucking smartphone. <laughs> that took the air right out of me. So, there goes your theory. There goes my one hundred percent. There goes my theory. But now I have a whole new one. What is Pam hiding? <laughs> But a lot of people don't. She on the run. But a lot of people don't need. Pam doesn't need to be able to to have the. She doesn't need to have to answer someone right away for like email or. Who does? I don't know who 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 does. Who does? Who are the types of people that can't? I can't. You can't not not answer an email right when you're on the go. My income depends on my ability to like constantly be online. What about you? Uh, I think I could get away with not being online all the time. It definitely is um, better for me to be able to be online all the time. It's sort of like doing your job in like yeah. the most effective and efficient right. way. I they think probably my bosses like would definitely expect me to have a smartphone. Right, I'll say that. Right, yeah. yes, totally. You, it would be weird for him to They'd be, be like, like, "Oh, you have a flip phone." Oh, they'd be like, like "That's Jack, awesome." We're gonna have to talk to you tomorrow. Yeah, and then as you're leaving, they'd fired. give you a quick. Hide him in the back. Right to the dome. Right to the dome. Yeah, I mean, I think... Okay, so to sum up. End of privacy for sure. Get used to it. Get used to it, I guess. Or find way to find ways to use it right. I was telling you this. If you have a smartphone, learn how to use it. Yeah. If you have a MacBook, learn how to use it. Turn certain shit off. It's not going to stop data mining. But I don't need the Girl Scout cookie locator to know where I am at all times. I don't. I don't understand. They, I don't need that. But look. Turn it off. Fact of the matter is... If someone wanted to find out where you were, they're going to do it. They can, but why make it easy? Why be past... Why, um... How can I say it? There are ways to combat a new world order. It's not going to completely go back to the way things were. Clearly, we don't even want it like that. But if we're going to, like, buy into technology, we should know, like, what this shit does and is doing. And we should, like, have it set up... We should curate it the way we want it. Like... My tweets are not geotagged. I turn that feature off. Uh, my Facebook posts, not geotagged. Like, my location settings, always off. Doesn't mean they don't know where I am. Right, because, just be smart. Yeah, just be smart about it. Like, stop being naive. Don't think that these corporations and tech companies have, have your, your best, best interests. They don't. L- yeah. They don't. Because they're companies. They're major companies. Most of them want to be bought out by bigger companies. So companies that are like, you know, like, we will deliver your dry cleaning to you with the touch of a button. Like, great. That means they know where you live. They know everything about you. They know, like, all your private information. That company does not want to be a solo company. They want to be bought out by Twitter, which is a conglomerate now. So that means you need to start thinking about startups that, like, are for the people as, like, just future employees of big corporations. Everyone just wants money. Everyone wants money. No one cares about each other. Don't fall for this, like new tech thing where it's like we're like trying to like make the world more like sharing economy it's like no people are getting raped in ubers and they're also upcharging you and they also know where you live now i don't like that one bit right and the uber people really don't care they really don't care they really don't care just be smart just be smart because privacy if it's not over is heading there quickly heading there quick yeah express lane so 
But VP Vish V, thanks for that question. Love On to that. the next one. On to the next. Thanks, Shaka. We got another question. Yeah. coming. Um, hold on, really quickly. Thanks for the question. That's a transition sound. That means next question. Ooh, Chihuahua. Okay, how can I summarize this one? Okay, I'm just going to do it without reading it. But right. um, a good friend and good listener of the Good Friends podcast, <laughs> hashtag Zeus, um, sent in a question that contained a story about the double standard. Do you want to just reenact the story? Because I remember the let's man's do the, parts. Okay, let's do the, let's do the, why don't we read the story? Okay. Okay. So I will be playing the part of my friend, Rachel. Jack will be playing the part of Dan. Dan. Okay. So this is the story and that prompts the discussion. So we, we're, this is us, this is Dan and Rachel meeting at a party. Meeting at a party. Yes. Oh, uh, where are you from? Santa Rosa. Oh, do you know a girl named Phoebe? Yeah. How do you two know each other? She was my girlfriend. Oh, how did you meet? On a camping trip with mutual friends. Some other guy from across the room. Did you guys do it? Yeah, on the first day, that little hoe. Oh, that gets a quick... (laughs) All right, that was Good Friends Theater. So, yeah. (laughs) So, this question is basically about the double standard of... Why dudes can still say shit like that? What one says back to someone who says that? And just like, how? Like, how? That's my, that's my first response. Like, how is some guy screaming across the party, did you do it? And the response is, yeah, that hoe. Okay, first of all, how? the guy screaming across the room, he's cool. He's cool, because that would be me. You but I'd be like, because she should it. be able to. Yeah, right. You can ask if people do it. Hell yeah. They got, this dude, Dan, is the one that she should have been, uh, you know, a little bit more upfront with. More upfront, but here's the other thing that Rachel points out. This was her first time actually being confronted with the double standard. And that is real to me, because I know this shit is real. I see it on the internet, it's like and a, I hear It's like about seeing it. a u- unicorn. It's like seeing a unicorn. You think you're, you're exempt like, from it. Can it be? Yeah. Yeah. And you think you're exempt from it. I think I'm exempt from it all the time because I curate my life with like left-leaning people that are very open-minded and oh, are I see, right? largely feminist and would not say shit like that in 2015 still. Say, saying that a girl is a hoe for sleeping with who she wants is the equivalent of wearing an Indian headdress at a music festival. Like, how are we still? Hmm. How are we still? Are we serious? Some, uh, I don't know. What does one say? What do you say to that? You say like... Do you hug them and gently put a knife right in between their spleen and say, now walk away? It's tough because, like, when that happens, you're, you're inside so boiling with rage, you just want to, like, <laughs> scream and rip their heads off. Right, or you cry. Or, you're so mad you cry. And, like, if you're smart and funny, then you, like, make the Ooh, guy look like an asshole. Yeah, but, yeah. like, the only people who can do that are the ones on TV. Right. Oh, yeah, Megan Kelly. Right. Yeah. God. <laughs> She's a monster, but... The speed of her wit hurts. Yeah, it does. Acid tongue. Unless you're Megan Kelly, then yeah, you're kind of shit out of luck. Unless you're Megan Kelly, in which you were programmed in a robot. But I think by, if you're a scientist, if like someone drops that on you, and then your immediate response isn't isn't to be like funny and witty and make the guy look like a dumbass, then the next best thing for you to do is like forget the whole situation and forget that dude. And you think? Yeah, absolutely. Be the bigger man. Be the bigger person. Shouldn't say man. Sorry. Definitely don't. 
fucking the rant person. about it on Facebook. Yes. Don't rant about it on Twitter. Oh, I hate when people rant about it on Twitter. Internet, internet uh, really self-righteousness that. is like the most annoying thing in the world. Right. I agree. I really do. I really, really agree with that. It's weird because it's like the crux of what is being preached, I'm so on board with. Something about that forum is so self-aggrandizing. And then like, the, just the, like, the, the potential for, off. like, flame wars where yeah, people you're just are just inviting like, that yeah, shit. you know, some, like, sexist you haven't talked to but you're friends with right. on Facebook Oh, when high someone school. unveils themselves to be sexist, it's yeah. such a brutal twist. It's like, woo! Didn't see that one coming. But I don't know if it's good to just walk away. And be self- That's not smart. But just be happy with the fact that you know that you're right and this guy's wrong. If your ego is big enough where you feel like you need to go up and reconfront the guy... As long as it makes you feel better, do it. But but what about okay? Yes, it's I agree not like you're going to teach this guy a lesson and he's going to not be sexist. Why? Because here's the thing: we how have are you? How do you avoid this today? How do you not? You know, like this gets shoved down your throat. So that you know, sexual equality. Right. Women aren't hoes for sleeping right. with men. Right. Men aren't pimps and players for sleeping with a lot of women. Right. Or if they or if one is going to be the other, they both are that. Right. But really, if you sleep with a lot of people, you're just gross both ways. <laughs> that the great equalizer. <laughs> yeah, right. It's the the comet. Of They're truth. both gross. They're both gross. They're both just like, can you can you yeah. keep it in? I mean, all you know, do it, do whatever you want. Do what I'm you want. I'm not gonna judge you. The crux you. is, do what you want. Be safe. Yeah. Maybe don't. Yeah. But I'm not gonna. Yeah. The difference, of course, is pimp and playa have 100 percent positive connotations. Pimp and playa. Someone are, pimped out. Right. Someone played like. That's like, uh, it's also negative, but you know in your heart there's like dudes that spit that same lingo and think it's like props. Right. So that's dark. I hate that. Right, the guy who, there's nothing good Dan's like, she's a hoe and I'm a pimp. I'm a pimp. Yeah, first of all, Rachel, evacuate that party. Gotta go. Call an Uber, New Delhi. Or maybe just laugh at him so he feels inadequate. My power move, I would say, is just keep asking why. Just why? Just like, why? Yeah. Like, why is she a hoe? Just like, keep asking him why so that he actually has to process that shit out loud. Because mm. here's the thing. Men aren't born sexist, right? They're not. It's learned. That shit's learned. Probably. I don't think human beings are naturally this... Probably little boys probably aren't sexist. No, I don't think they are. Yeah. I really don't. I think that shit's learned. I think it's so learned. I think it's learned in, like, how sex ed classes work, like, the language used to, like, talk about... I don't know. I just think it's... Yeah, I just think that's learned. I think that we can 100% agree and guarantee that it is not a scientific principle that men are born, like thinking that they're allowed to do these things and women are right. not. Right. And like, historically, not. men have been taught that men are the active ones and women are the Passive. possessions. Yes, yeah. yes, the things to, like, have. I just think, yeah, I just think it's crazy. I mean, like, it's so bad. Yeah, I, I probably I probably would have been like Rachel. I would have had nothing to say because I'd be like, huh? But I do think it's important to say something. If you're, Yeah, do. right. And maybe now in the future when this happens to Rachel again, she's going to have um, a state of mind and, and the presence of mind to either ask why or laugh in this guy's face. Laugh into his face, ask why. Those are, I think that that's really what one should do. Because that's really what you should do. You should this just guy's, ask. Like, that's kind of like, you know, so backwards at this point. It's just, so, yeah, it's just Especially so backwards. Especially for people from Northern the, California. The I don't know, I, I feel I like... Know. I it's bad, but you think I, you're exempt. I think that people from Northern California would know better, but well, yeah, but they don't. Not, no, because no, totally. You just don't know. How do people still think that way? It's so crazy. It's also so crazy. He probably didn't even know what he's saying. Maybe it's like this guy just says it because he wants to be funny. 
Maybe. Yeah, he's yeah. and he doesn't dumb. even feel that yeah. way. Ugh, and that is like so the part of me it's that's just the like the pressure of being a, a guy. Yeah, that's like why a all men man. should be feminists because the patriarchy hurts men too. That you feel like you have to act like the specific type of man to be a man. It's like, no, dude, you do not need to be like like pumping that chest forward and like growing out and like demeaning women as a way to like make sure other dudes know that you're a guy. Like that's sad. And I feel bad for men that feel that way. Right. He for she. Hashtag he for she. Right. It's I also just bad so for... funny. It's just male ego also, because I just love that, like, most men, like, will do so much to get that sweet puth. Like, we'll dedicate so much of a night, so and much money, like, so and much like, time. I didn't even try. I didn't even try. Yeah. Whatever. Like, yeah. who gives a shit? And it's like, you know the vagina runs your life. Yeah. Like, ev- so much of the shit you do and think is under the... Like, hope that you we'll get laid. can get laid. Right. That is the power of the vagina. That is why women are more powerful than men. If only we could suck our own dicks. I mean, it's called yoga. Side <laughs> note, se- separate episode. But it's just so funny. And then you have people that are like, yeah, if you're a pussy, you're, like, weak. But if you got balls, like, you're... Like, yeah, you're right. strong, like, you're tight. And it's like, are you joking? It should be flipped. Who's that comedian What's more powerful said, than pussy? Nothing. Who's the comedian who was, like... Like... I don't know why they call it, say, like, being strong is having balls. Like, pussies are the ones that, like, really take beatings. And, oh, <laughs> who? I want to know who said that. It was, some, it was some female comedian. That is so intense. Jen Kirkman. Episode was yanked right. two days later. <laughs> Hope you guys found it but on do you YouTube. But do you get why that's funny? Yeah, I do. Because. No, the, I, yeah, beat. I get it. And if you get hit in the balls, it's mm. really painful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But when it's beat, it's, like, beat it up. It's like beat, a prison wing. And it can take it. And they the go, pussy. oh, God, yes, they can't, yeah. Right. It's built for it. There you go. It's literally the trap. <laughs> trap queen. There you go. Oh, my God, do you think that's a reference? No. That's not what trap means in that song. Vagina anyway, queen? Vagina queen. It's about a Fetty Wap trying to get with a lesbian. <laughs> oh! Rap genius. We'll see. So, yeah, it's tough to have, when something like that happens, you're just kind of like, it. you just feel like your jaw hits the floor and you're like looking into headlights and like. The whole night passes you, and then you're like, well, Wait. listen to me now. And then you're like in right. home in bed. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like George like, and Seinfeld. You come out of your days, and you're like in the bath. You're listen like, here. The background well, changes, and you're yeah. like, well, you're a jerk. Yeah, and you're right. looking in the mirror because you're brushing your teeth that night. Right. It's like when George turns the car around to drive all the way back to Yankee Stadium to say, the jerk store called. They're running, They're out, running out of you. Yeah. Right. It's like that. Right. So next time. Get them next time. Next time, ask why in a way that is so blank that they have no choice but to answer you and keep processing Lead them their to thoughts. their own truth. Lead right. them to their own truth. Right. And let that truth be a bear trap. And then also, write these people off, but this shit is also learned. Right. I really would forgive any dude that says that because I really just feel like they're not like... They're not studied. And they're they not thinking it. about it. They're not thinking. There's not, right. They're not told that they have to think. It's, right. like, sad. I feel bad for them. Which reminds me of a documentary we saw last night. It's true. Beep, beep. It's called mm, 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 Hot Girls Wanted. Currently on Netflix. It's the one that's produced by Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. <sighs> of The Office and yeah. Parks and Rec. And, and of, like, the eye mo- rolling. Yeah, the most overrated, like, comedian. She's not funny. She's not funny. She's just pretty. She's pretty and she surrounds herself by funny people. Girlfriend got lucky. She's also mm-hmm. Quincy Jones's daughter. Right. Nepotism alert. I don't think she's that great. <laughs> <laughs> Just calling it like it is. I think a lot of those comedians have. I think their feminist cards need to be a little in check. I think. Tina, so you basically. Tina Fey. Why? I don't know. She slut shames strippers like all the time on Thirty Rock. They're always doing stripper jokes and sh- and prostitute jokes. 
I definitely would call Tina Fey a leader and, like, a feminist, I guess, in, like, what she does. But I don't know if she's, like, a fully thought out, like, power to the women. Like, Amy Poehler to me is. Amy Poehler seems like she really kind of gets what, it. Which slut-shaming does Tina Fey t- t- participate in? I just feel like in? there's always jokes, mean jokes about strippers on 30 Rock. I think so? Yeah, like, the first and the last episode, it's, like, they're at a strip club and, like, Liz is, like, being, like, gross because they're, like, he's meet- she's meeting with, like, Tracy and, like... I know, there's always just, like, jokes about... She just always, always had... Maybe it's coming out of, like, Liz Lemon's character being, like, so uncomfortable with her own body that she's, like, kind of, like, repulsed by their You can think strippers sexiness. are gross. I Not every stripper is fucking I wouldn't nice. shame them for being a stripper. I don't think the joke is shaming them and being a stripper. I, think I feel like Tina Fey does, though. You think the joke is that they're strippers and that's funny? I think the punchline always depends on them being strippers. The joke... If the joke doesn't work... In a way, without them being... We'll if the joke is some, on them... We'll have to do some film review, because I think you're... We'll do a super 30 Rock super cut. <laughs> because I am a big 30 Rock fan. I think she's I'm too. hilarious. I am too. And... I just think that just because... I think uh, you're misplacing your... Uh, I think you're... Uh, I think people are quick. I think people are quick. I think people are quick. They're just... I think anytime there's, like, a woman in power, or anytime there's anything that has to do with women, it's, like, feminist immediately. I don't know. I watched Mad Max and I was like, yeah, that's pretty feminist. I don't think I would like herald it as like a feminist text, but like that's it's pretty feminist. It's fucking dumb I that guess. we even have to have that. I mean, why can't it just be like this funny show? Right. I, that's what I think it is at its core. I think Thirty Rock is just a brilliant comedy written by a brilliant comedian. Doesn't need Tina to be Fey. I just don't, feminist I don't, through and through. It does, and it isn't. So why are we framing Tina Fey constantly as like the voice of like feminism on TV? Look, I just don't think. I so. think she just does funny stuff, and I like watching her. Agreed. And I like watching her. She was a that's all I want. Half drunk man lizard. I'd prefer it. I'd yeah. prefer the version of 30 Rock where Tina Fey is just the writer and she hires a man, half-drunk man lizard to yeah. play Liz, but everyone else is cast. So anyway, that's next week. We'll do this. Um, yeah, no, but I mean, like, I love Tina Fey. Okay. I'm just saying I don't like think of the show in that But way. you don't like Rashida Jones and Ugh, you didn't I don't, like she's this not documentary. Funny. Yeah, again, another example of someone who's just, like, not schooled or whatever. This so what, basically this documentary was, what was it about? following... The lives of well, really, it was following the lives, the lives, of, really the lives three, of three, but they focused on five. one girl. They focused on one, followed three, but it's like about five, right? Girls, and it's these girls house. who are uh, they work in like amateur porn mm-hmm. industry, which I guess is like a boom booming industry right now. Uh, the, the, they had a stat that like on average, there's like. 5,000 girls entering yeah. this industry every year. And, like, amateur porn sites have more hits than, like, NFL.com, like, AOL.com. Like, combined, all of these, like, combined, you know, yeah, all right. of these huge sites combined. Uh, Suspiciously average, not Bleacher Report. The, no, which is weird. The average, uh, the average, like, working span these girls have is between three to six months. And then oh. if they're, like, really successful, it's, like, up to a year. And then, like, if they're the superstars, then it's, like, the... The porn stars that are like main quote unquote right. mainstream porn stars, right? And why are, do you remember why they're in Miami? Like why this industry is yes, predominantly Miami? Yes, because California passed the rule that porn actors must wear condoms, right? So and people don't like that people in don't porn, like it. so they move it where it's more lax in Miami. In Miami, so the goal is still when you get really big in Miami, you go to to LA to be in porn. Like I guess that so. is like the best case scenario. I don't know, right? Maybe. Because most of them just end up being there, like you said, like a month. But anyway, yeah, these, these girls answer ads on Craigslist. Ugh. Hot Girl Wanted. HGW. They get talked into this ski, to, into this uh, skeevy little uh, squatting house. They fly down from their little homes in Texas or Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. To this one. Free creepy, flight. 
free flight. They pay for your flight. They fly you out there. You got to stay in this house with like eight other amateur porn girls with this really Neanderthal. Uh, I don't know. What was he like? A talent agent? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. The he like approves the girls, flies them in, and then is like. They're like he basically tries to emotionally yeah, manipulates them and yeah anyway and tells them they're gonna be like great even though he knows they're not like right. the guy is not like evil but he's not like there a was problem. a scene where the one of the girls who's leaving like calls the, calls that guy to, to be like hey I'm not coming and he's like she's he's like oh why aren't you why don't you want to do it and she's like oh you know my boyfriend really wants me to stop and my family really wants me to stop and he's like I just don't think you're gonna last with your boyfriend I don't think you can just be with one person for the rest of your life. And she's like, uh, okay. And he's like, that's just my thought. <laughs> that's just me, though. It's I like have to he, go to a movie. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like it's like his boss writes him a script of what to say to these girls. I know. And then he just says it. But anyway, so these, uh, yeah, this movie basically followed the lives of three girls who do all this shit, and they go down there, and they film all this porno. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because... They talk about, at the beginning, it's kind of like, oh, I'm just doing what I want. This is my life. I'm just, I want money and I want to, like, be out of my parents' grasp. But then it it feels like the money's the only good thing that happens to them. They're just miserable for the whole rest of the movie. Totally. Well, there's two of them that are not. Remember? Yeah, but they're They're not the ones in the documentary. They're, like, kind of on the side. But they're like, oh, it sucks, but it's okay. Right. Which is like, okay, that's cool that you... Can disengage can that. Can disengage that much. Yeah. Totally. But then the other three girls get out. Right? That's yeah. like that's how it ends. With like the main girl leaving, the one who's emotionally abused by that dude. Right. Then the other one I forget, what is it? The other one decides to just do cams, like in her own Solo cam only. Solo cam only, like in her own room, so no one's forcing her to do shit. Cause like Oh, God, it is so... The documentary's not great, but it's, like, intense. It's not very good, but it's it definitely shows good. you some gross stuff that these chicks have to do. Yeah, which is sort of, like, why it's not great. It's like, ugh, why is this an endurance test? But, like, it's also like, oh, yeah, this is, like, so real. Like, the one where, like, the girl... Oh, my God, it's so sad. The girl has to, like... She goes in thinking it's going to be, like, like a blowjob scene, but then it's, like... Then she realizes when she's already there and they've, like, filmed, like, 20 minutes that it's, like, oh, a right. forced blowjob, which is, like, its own subgenre right, of, right, like, right. Like oral. It's porn. like Jesus. I've already been here twenty minutes shooting the scene, I can't and now just you're bringing leave. this shit on yeah, me. Yeah, totally. And she was too yeah. scared to leave. Oh, she it was, was just like so forced dark. into a corner. So yeah, that's pretty. Uh, and like forced blowjobs, like its own thing. Right. It's like a totally different like style of video that I guess like a lot of guys are into. Help. Um, the documentary is not great though. I forget why. Do you think it illustrates like the what was? The, what do you think the point of the documentary was? What was Rashida Jones's intention? To show the well, uh, predatory okay. nature of the amateur porn industry, right? I mean, Is first that what of it's all, at? Rashida has no say. She bought this after it came. Right. It was in Sunday. So she, I think she just saw it and was like, "Hell yeah, she's an idiot." Um, <laughs> hot take. No, yeah. What do I? Th- I don't know. What is it? Yeah, I guess it's sort of like. It's sort of like yeah, the predatory nature of. I don't know. It's not. That's. A, I don't think it's like really. That's the problem. Like it sort of feels like it's not about any one thing. Um, in a way, it's sort of about, like, it starts in the opening by being, like, the culture's, like, oversexed, remember? Right. It, like, brings in, like, Twitter and, like, Miley Cyrus and, like, all of these, like, really, like, questionable totems, kind of. I mean, like, the Kim Kardashian thing is, like, I guess undeniable a little bit. Because money is, like, the thing that really drives all of them. Right. They're all coming for money. They're, 
having sex on camera because it makes the most sense to make that much money and they consider it that work. quickly that yeah they consider it quick easy work so it's like okay that's the framework these girls are operating in so like the movie i guess is interrogating how bad that framework of thinking is so that's like the movie's thesis and it just thinks that there's a lot of documentarians that probably don't think this work is bad and that there just needs to be like a union or something or right. like safety measures i don't like i don't personally don't think that there's like any situation where this is like good shit i don't know it's weird. You Oldest profession. Sex workers? But no, just like this work existing. I don't know. Oh. I mean, if it's gonna exist, of course it should be as safe as possible. The condom rule is like amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't know if the documentary has a thing. Do you? I don't know. Did you feel like it, it feels sort of like had it feels to like say? the only thing it could have had something to say is if the one girl who was like revealing all this shit to her family and her boyfriend, oh. if like her family and her boyfriend were just like awful to her, then it would have had like a lot more weight. Right. But they, everyone was so loving, and they were just like, please, I don't care that you're doing it, but just stop, because I love you. I know, but that then even it complicates like, it more, right? Because isn't, like, the classic one, the one that you also thought, too, is that, like, most women get into this because they come from, like, an abusive household that's extremely poor. I know, but that's Their why Their dad I'm, touched them. That's true, yeah, no, but that, I'm saying, like, it would have been an easier story for the documentary to, to talk, to tell, it if a, it was, like, yeah, more more, way more dysfunction going on with this girl's private life. Right. But instead, you see this, like, super loving household that's like, please, just stop, and then it's like, okay, I'm stopping, and then and that's pretty much the end of the film. Right. Yeah. That is the one thing I think that I liked about it, was that these women come to their own conclusions, like, on camera. Oh, yeah, like, right. there's, like, two girls that basically, like, most documentaries like this, tend to be so fly on the wall that they just like show you like the deterioration of these lives and it's like isn't that awful and it, like kind right. of fades out this one was like you see these girls gradually processing like how disposable they are because this is also like a hyper disposable element of porn industry like, it would have been good to see like know? for them to show like six months after yeah. what does them what what does the fact that these ladies like, having done porn, how does that affect their lives now? Right. How easy is it for them to integrate into society Back in. after having done porn? Is it as... Yeah, can they disengage again as easily as they were doing, like, on set? Like, I wonder. There was... Yeah, there's definitely a better version of this documentary. The one I would want is one where you just, like, aren't even following anyone. You're just in this house that they all live in, and, like, you just see girls just come in and out. That's it. Yeah. I just want to see, like, the amount... You know what I mean? Not to, like, sensationalize That's so it, true, but, because, like, like the most interesting, interesting character, like didn't ever have camera time. Yeah. Are we talking about the same person? Yeah, Latina. Latina Angel. Latina Angel. Latina Abuse Girl. Yeah. Latinaabuse.com. She was the most interesting. She was seasoned, clearly a little older. So, like, that already was a thing. So all these girls were 19. She got, like, she got, like, yeah, she got, like, basically physically abused and then on camera for money and, like, stayed in the game. Stayed in the game. So she's really the one with the tor- story to tell. She's, these yeah. girls who, like, realize they have uh, better things to do with their lives are the right. ones that are, like... She, yeah, and that girl, that, Probably, that girl's know. also the only woman of color, like, in this yeah. thing. I don't know much about statistics of, like, how whiteness, like, exists in porn, but I bet there's, like, a slightly easier extraction process for white women out of porn than maybe for, like, women of color. I, I don't know. know. What? Do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, can't, I don't know. Yeah, I, can't I... Say. Probably not. You don't think so? No. I bet, I it's, just as, I bet it's just as hard finding know. a job... Like as an ex-porn worker, as a white person. No, what I'm saying, like, like uh, culturally speaking, like the lifestyle that, like, uh, what, like, the fact that this girl comes from like a seemingly middle class background with like a pretty loving family, um, and has gotten into porn anyway is like an anomaly to me. Oh, I see. As opposed to like what I'm led to believe would maybe be the case for like a black porn star, just considering like 
the climate. I don't know. But that's like, I really don't know. Like, I can't even like really speak to it. But it was all like white girls. I was like, that's kind of weird. The one girl of color is the one who's like not even in it and has the most interesting story. Also, they're in Miami. Like what? Why is it like only the white girls? It's all. It all seems like it's but just it the people who answer this guy's sad. Uh, you know, Craigslist. Maybe I've done a lot of things yeah, for free things. Trust me, free flight. I guess I do it too. So it just seems like it's a. Uh, but I mean, do we recommend this doc? I don't know. I don't know. I guess. It's I a free guess. On, uh, free on Netflix. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I think this is like their first big. I don't know. I hear a lot about it. So this is like one of their big documentaries. I think it wasn't very good. But it, it could have been done good. better. Yeah, definitely. But it, kind of, but it kind of ties into, I don't know, kind of ties into it. felt like they were just trying to take bit. down the porn industry a little bit. Yeah, but like so softly. Yeah. By just like, it felt like a PowerPoint. It felt like True Life, remember? MTV's True Life meets like a, like, Globalization 101 PowerPoint. There was, <laughs> like a scene, there was a scene where the girl like is in the hospital because there's something like happened to her. Oh my God. And it like God. builds up all this drama and it's like... And it's like, I got sick. I got to go get this thing drained. I don't know what's happening. And then, like, she, like, sees the doctor and he's like, and then, like, all the nice music starts to play. And it's like, oh, it's okay. It's just a cyst. We're just going to drain it. You can be, you're going to be good to go. Back in, in, back, in the, back in the saddle. In she's like, I was really scared, but it's just yeah. a cyst the size of a golf ball. Thank I'm God. good. Thank God. Like, yeah. um, put a gun in me. Put a gun in me, inside of me, and pull the trig. Right. Oh, it's a lot, but it's not great. I don't know. There must be better ones out there. So. Rashida. Sorry, sorry to say it again, but another shitty thing with your name on it. Yeah. I hate her. We've oh, been there God. before. Yeah. We have. RJ. She screwed us before. RJ. Oh, she did she's Jones. Okay. I would love to have her on this podcast. Be like, she, what are I you don't know doing? If, I don't know if she's done anything unsuccessfully, though. I know. It's so true. She actually hitched her wagon to a lot of good shit. She was even on I Love You, Man. That movie's pretty good. Yeah. She got lucky. Not bad. Everything she does is just lucky. Right. Let's see what she does now that Parks and Rec is over. What if she's like, I only want to do Prosty Docs? <laughs> That's all I'm interested in. She's just gonna start some online gloop, <laughs> goop competitor. Oh my god, a like a like prostitute based goop right. thing. Ugh, goop. Do you think goop ruined Gwyneth Paltrow's career? Speaking of the dastardly effects of the world on women, is her career ruined? Why do you think her? Oh, career do, is yeah. Ruined? Bigger question. Do you think her career is like a little over? Do you feel like people don't take her seriously anymore? I sometimes do, but I'm not sure I'm convinced. Is she like even a... a she's like a punchline. Uh, she still gets jobs. She gets jobs, but don't you feel like she would be getting more jobs all now it takes for her, All it takes for her thing, her story from going to joke to like amazing like songbird of a generation is like a, yeah, one good world. That's all, that's all it takes. Definitely wasn't Country Strong, movie where she plays a drunk country star. Cunt. Re. Tree Strong. Stop. Yeah, Country Strong. It just rolls off the tongue. Right. Country song. <laughs> Strong. <laughs> country. Oh my God. The, the movie about the first pan-Asian country star. Right. Country song. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think Gwyneth's kind of a joke, but you're right. She just needs one good movie where they're like, is Gwyneth back? And then she's like... And then back. like the stupid, annoying quirkiness like becomes like an endearing part of her personality. I know, but it's not just quirkiness. It's like privilege. It's like that like thing where she's like, this paper bag is $1,600 and it is on sale. <laughs> it's like, that's okay, like yeah, the right. Goop vibe. Okay. I haven't... You to be haven't honest, I have never explored Goop website. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the email lists. I'm going to... Ugh, you shouldn't have said that. Yeah. Signing you up. I don't have the app. <laughs> oh my god, is there an app? I'm I don't sure know. there is. The only reason I've like been on Goop is because brilliantly she announced her divorce on Goop. Aren't they back together? No, I don't are they? I don't I didn't hear that. Mm. Are they? Go on Goop. I don't know. 
I'll go you on. Pose an announcement. Oh my god, conscious recoupling. Right. You remember that pose, conscious uncoupling? Is it, oh, is that what she labeled it? Yeah, and it was like trending on Twitter it's as very a PC. joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's also like a mouthful. I'm like, what are you talking I had, about? I'm aware of that term, but I didn't realize she uh, was the un- one who who was like the first one to use it. Yeah, that year, um, that year conscious at uncoupling. Coachella, it was like a joke on like every like uh, tip jar at like a restaurant conscious- kiosk. Conscious uncoupling. I conscious really remember uncoupling. that phrase. Yeah. But I didn't realize She should have trademarked it. Goop. Yeah, right. Chichi Ma. So. Well, that's Hot Girl Wanted. <laughs> don't see it. Don't see it. Yeah, really <laughs> don't see it. just don't see yeah. it. I mean, it's okay. Just know that the porn industry is shitty. It's not... I was really ex- expecting something dark and like, I'm going to hate myself for I know. having watched porn. Totally. Didn't make me It's a quintessential Netflix yeah. thing yeah, where right. it's just like kind of a, still a little like... Almost there. Fluffy. It's yeah. like almost there, but not quite. Yeah. Right. That's how I feel about everything on Netflix. I'm like, you're more Showtime than HBO, and someone needs to tell you that. Right. Okay. So. So. On to the next one. And boy, is it a thing. Time for Devil Tongue of the Week. Devil Tongue of the Week and... Rod's been clamoring to talk about this. We recorded the last episode... The day. The day before the story broke, and Rod yeah. was pissed. And... I was pissed at breakfast the yeah. next day. I was just like, are you farkin' jarkin'? <sighs> Say her name. I just want you. I just want to hear you say it. I think it's Rachel Dolzel, right? Yeah, Dolzel, 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 Dolzel. Anyway, Rachel Dolzel. I'll let you take it from here. <laughs> the um, Caucasian woman. Caucasian who, blonde woman. The Caucasian blonde woman, who I guess for a long ass time has been pretending to be a black woman, successfully becoming the chapter of the Spokane, Washington NAACP. Like, a professor of African studies at, like, a nearby what? university. She's a professor? Yeah. She still that. is. She stepped down a day ag- yesterday as, like, NAACP president, but she's still a professor, as far as I know. Mm. Went to Howard. Predominantly black school. Predominantly black school. Famous one. No problem with that. That's fine. That's fine, except one of the many things this bitch did wrong is she also sued Howard for discriminating against white people. Did Ooh. you know that? Didn't know that. I'm going to have to control my voice. You've done, you've done way more research than I have. It's all I've been reading. Because every time I click something, I'm just like, who is this? Okay, wait. And today, break? so today she did her, uh, she did a, a very the first public one. interview mm-hmm. with Matt Lauer on Today's Show, the f- yeah. first one since all this shit happened to her. Yeah. And Today's Show is kind of where you go for like, uh, right. um, like all of that, like to do that first interview. Right. That's who you talk to. So what happened? She sat down with Matt Lauer. Matt Lauer was definitely... A, did you watch it? I didn't. He's a little vish, which I loved. He kind of, like, goes in. He does his Matt Lauer he sort of, He does the like Matt delivery. Lauer, like, yeah. scowl and, yeah. like, very aggressive questioning. Sounds like your dad. Right. With questions. He's not mad at you, but he's disappointed. Right. That's the Matt Lauer tone. He really nails it. He's like, so tell everyone, are you black? Or are you African-American? And she's like, well, I'm not African-American, but I do identify as black. And he's like... Here's a picture <laughs> of you white with blonde hair. And she's like, mm-hmm. Well, when I was a kid, I would draw and I would just reach for that black crayon before the peach one. Whoa. And he's like, mm-hmm. Okay, so your parents <laughs> said you're European descent, white, and have been parading around as black. And she's like, well, I consider, I don't, con- I consider this man my father. And like mentions the name of this black guy. And he's like, Mm-hmm, mm. but you're what? Like, literally, it's just like, what do you say to this woman? She's deranged. You just you just laugh? I want to laugh at her face and throw just some boiling pasta water it's on her. It's a crazy thing to say. 
and live your life live as life it's a that. hoax. It's a hoax. She's been living a lie. To do your hair specifically to look like a black lady's hair. I mean, put a knife against my throat. Her hair is outrageous when you really realize the truth. Mm. It's outrageous. But, okay, so we're living in a time where it's becoming more acceptable to say, you know, what you feel on the inside mm-hmm. is really how you are. Right. Caitlyn Jenner famously just underwent uh, sexual reassignment surgery. Hell yeah. If there was some way for Rachel Dolezal to get black blackoplasty, mm-hmm. would that be okay? No. <laughs> no, it wouldn't. So what's the difference between Caitlyn Jenner and Rachel Dolezal? Just for The difference sake. is Caitlyn Jenner is has always been a woman. Mm. Rachel Dolezal is not black. Grew up white. Grew white up parents. white and is white. It's not as if she has a a, a lifetime of these no. African American experiences None. to right. relate with or And she's used it to gain prominence. Like watching watching black culture from afar and saying like, Oh, I right. really wish I was black. That's right. not right. Right. That's not uh That's not how it works. You can't do that. I don't think Bruce Jenner was looking at women and saying, That looks fun. I think he was looking at women pining and being like, that is me. I'm jealous, yeah. I'm jealous. Like, this is who I... I connect more with that. How do I even begin to live my life like that? Rachel Dolezal 100% did not feel that way. She was like, that looks fun. Mm. She literally is like, that looks fun. Like, huh? Right. She dyed her... She's dyed her skin, right? right. She looks orange. She looks like an ugly carrot. Mm. I want someone to throw that carrot into a juicer, if you know what I mean. But she's a crazy... This is a crazy story. And so that's, crazy. You know... It's really crazy, right? Like... The story's crazy. It's crazy it's like because a she got skit. elected president president of the of the Spokane chapter of the NAACP, and I wonder what those people have to say about. This I whole know. Thing. Why has there not been an interview with the entire chapter? Who else is in that cabinet? But that, I was talking to you about this earlier. You, I mean, I don't know. You can't really. It's like, doesn't it seem insensitive to question someone's ethnic background if they say they're black? Yes, can't of course. You, shouldn't you just like take them for their word? You so should. You, be, really, you like, should because you would never think someone would be right. audacious enough to lie. Why would they lie about that? Right. 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 This right. is, like, new territory. I think that's why this is, like, so shocking to me. It's, like, how did we find... Like, if you were to tell me, like, uh, to list all of the different examples of, like, white privilege, I would never have said that one of them is, like, you can even act black. And well, have, you can't. You, well, the fact that people are even having this conversation where they're, like, well, what is blackness? Uh, are people having that conversation? Yeah, we just had it for a second, almost. The but idea I just did of, it like, for... Tri- just for this podcast, that of was, course, of course. That was, you know, devil's advocate. That was devil's advocate. And I guess, like, the difference is, like, a lot of the media plays devil's advocate, but plays it off like it's a real think piece, like, we're really musing on it. And they're not. They just, like, want articles that are clicks. I'll give them that. But, like, you have real people, including women of color, who are, like, actually musing this idea that, like, maybe we can, like, renegotiate, like, black identity just because this white woman did it. Just because mm. she decided to, like, like, relax her hair, permit, so it looks relaxed, dye her dumbass face orange so she looked mm. like a tangerine, and then now it's just like, yeah, I guess we can. <laughs> like, what? Um, Wait, okay, so what are your thoughts on Rachel? What was your thought when you first clicked the story? Were you just, like... Did you think you would get this I thought, big? I, I thought, didn't. I thought it was going to be no, like a crazy no. internet story. No, I thought it was going to be a crazy internet story, too. And I thought, like, oh, this lady's crazy. Yeah. And then I kind of thought, like, whoa, she's crazy, but, like, the people who, like, put her in power are really the crazy ones. Really crazy. But then I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of, like, if this lady came up to me and said she was black, like, who the fuck am I going to be to 
say that she's not. Right. Especially because, like, skin color is such, like, a thing in the black community. Yeah. Light skin versus dark skin is, like, an inner conflict in that community. But then Already. I kind of, yeah, so you right. Don't wanna, you don't want to question that. It was kind of one of those things where, like, you could tell, like, just from the story that it was, all, there was all this, like, talk about Caitlyn Jenner and, like, what it means to be a woman or right. man. So it was, like, kind of, like, the perfect storm for this story to hit. I know. It was, like, the timing. It was crazy. So it was in the news cycle for a while, and now it's, like, it's, like, dude, why are you on to the Today Show? You're nobody from nowhere. And Go why, back to being no one. And the audacity of her defending herself. That's, yeah. like, the real takeaway of the interview. But she doesn't cr- apologize. Look. She's, she's a carrot. Look, she's crazy. Let her go be crazy. The rest of us can just move on with our lives. You know that... That pisses what, me off. Why? She doesn't need to apologize for anything. You don't think she has to apologize? She, no one has to apologize for anything. But don't you think she should apologize? Yeah, she should. She should. She, she should, should apologize. apologize. She's not going to. Aren't you angry that she isn't going to? No. I'm mad. You can just say, she's a cunt, and that's it. She is. Well, that's it. You and she's also a carrot. She's also a carrot. She looks like Sideshow Bob. We can talk shit about her on our podcast. I will. I want to do Dolezal Watch every week. Hmm. Like this week, Rachel Dolezal taped fried chicken to her ears as earrings. This is but we just one. let it pass. Not racist at all. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. I'm calling it. Here's the Look, other thing that pisses other, me off. Okay, wait, wait. You say first. Look, but the fact that it's like still in the news cycle, and the yeah, fact that you want to start Rachel Dolezal Watch. <laughs> Hashtag Dolezal Watch. Gives her some kind of... I don't know, like, like power? place of, yeah, place of, uh, you know, authority or, you know, uh, you know, legitimacy. The fact that we're even talking about it. Right. If it just got ignored, she would be like, oh, I'm no one. I want her to I, be fired, I was, I was and then name. I want us to forget about it. Oh, you want her to get fired? I want her to get fired. Oh, right. And it, that's it. That's what I want. Like, I want her to get fired, and then I want to stop talking about I'm it. I'm some pathetic internet meme. She is. There's no think pieces written on me. There's no lady on Fox News defending my rights to pretend that I'm black. Ugh, the fact. It's just, but it's just like, no, I know, you're right. It's like, you you breathe it into consciousness the more you talk about it. So it's like, yeah, homegirl should just like go back to being a no one because she's a no one. Also, it's just- But the, I just can't yeah. believe the audaciousness yeah. of going on national television it, and still just claiming to be black. Yeah. You're not an ally it's, of the community. Right. You're not. You're not an ally of the community if you're gonna waste your breath, like. Especially if you sued Howard for. Sued Howard. For that's the other thing. That's the other thing she did though. She's also been like falsely claiming that she's the victim of a hate of hate crimes. Uh, that's like what prompted this whole thing. She seems crazy. That yeah, she like mailed a letter herself. I think because there's no like postage thing that like could, nobody would mail this to her house without a return address. So someone put it in there through lock and key. So someone had the key, like herself. She's a carrot with a key. Um, literally. <laughs> She claims that she was racially accosted by people in the Spokane community. Hmm. And I don't think I don't think she was. Unless it was people maybe who like knew that she was white and were like calling her out on it in like some weird way. Props I don't to the know. parents though. Love the parents. The the tro- trolls of the year. Right. <laughs> her parents. She's very European. <laughs> She's um Scottish. The my favorite troll was when they're like, she might even be a touch Navajo. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, this mom is shade queen. Give her a morning talk show. Yeah. She's crazy. What about her calling her brother her son and some random black guy her dad? I didn't know that. Is she crazy? Is she crazy? Sounds like it. We should probably stop paying attention to her. Should we do Dolezal Watch or should we do Anti-Dolezal Watch? Anti-Dolezal Watch. I guess. So this is the 
first and last thing we're going to say about it? Yeah. And you're going to have to fucking watch your goddamn blood pressure because... Because it's boiling. What? I don't want to look like a carrot yeah. like that freak. Just know that any extra second outside of the seconds that we're recording this podcast, you spend talking about Rachel Dolezal, it's helping her brand. We're helping her, her bra- brand. Her goop. Her goop. <laughs> Her, her goop. Her bloop. Yeah, her That's bloop. She's going to call it. Black person goop. Black person goop. <laughs> she's going to launch bloop, and yeah. it's going to be huge. Right. Ugh. No, it's true. The la- the only thing I'll say about it is this. One thing. I will say that anytime white people do something crazy um, that we can't explain without getting into something really complicated, we it's just call them crazy. C- Always. White people? We say they have mental illness. Always. If it's a white person shooting up a school, and we don't want to talk about like gun reform in any serious way, we just say it's a... Uh, ooh. We just say it's like they had mental illness. That's yeah, like the okay, way we like right. skate it. So the fact that like homegirl will get a pass, which you're right, I do want her she's to not get a pass. I don't want her to get a pass. If we don't talk about it, it's she's getting a pass. That is the problem. I want to not talk about it too because I do agree. I don't want her brand. I don't want her to be in any position of like authority and like starting a new conversation. But like, race, what are you gonna do? Throw her in prison? I don't know. She didn't violently do anything against anybody. She's she's maybe for fraud. I, I don't know if it's fraudulent for you to claim your black what would be on the most, taxes. What would be the most poetic death historically that we could give her? Well, but I'm like, not going to say we should lynch her. If she got hired somewhere uh, through like affirmative action, oh, that would be ins- reasoning. That would be insane. Yeah, that would be insane. She right, should absolutely deserve to lose her job. No, yeah, no, you're right. There's nothing we can do. But I just the really... most poetic way to, for her to 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 go down would be for her to like get called up in front of the national NAACP <laughs> board meeting and then like yes, and, and have to speak to a room right. full of powerful, prominent black people. That's what uh, right. I want. And then maybe like they resurrect uh, Maya Angelou. Right. And then she oh. like has to talk to Maya. Like Angelou. the last person we have here right. for questions is a ghost. And she's like, hello, child. Yeah, right. It's me, my Angelou. You know, okay, yeah. here's the three. Yeah, that's what. That's one of the things I want. I want three things. I want, one, her to be summoned in front of the NAACP for, like, a grand jury situation and have to answer every question to a room full of prominent actual African Americans. Two, I want her to have an interview with Oprah more than anything. I want Oprah to sit down with her curly, natural hair and just look at Rachel and be like... Just shake her head for an hour. Just... A pr- an extended performance art piece. Right. And three, I want Rachel Dolezal to be fired. Yeah, I mean, she definitely deserves to be fired. Would Oprah be the best interview? Who would be a better interview than Oprah? Mm. I want to go on Howard Stern. Oh, yes, Howard Stern would be great. Especially with Robin in that booth, just like... Mm-mm. Howard Stern would be great. They would just would go be crazy. So yeah, I don't yeah. Even, yeah, right. She would never do it. She would never do that. Oprah and Howard Stern would be my two favorites. Oprah would probably still go soft, just because she's Oprah. But... If I was Oprah and I was like, do you know what I had to fight for as an actual black woman to be at this level? Right. Like, that would be an interesting. But yeah, you're probably, she, she probably, it would be Howard Stern. Someone who will call her out and just ask real questions. Right. Well. So yeah, see you in hell. Devil Tongue of the Week, Rachel Delzel. Uh, <sighs> Hater. May you rot in hell. <laughs> May you rot in sweet, sweet carrot hell. Right. White person hell. White so person you're hell. really in extra hell. Yeah. I want her to be trapped in a Walmart on fire. That's what I want. In Alabama. In Alabama. Mm. I want to, yeah, I want to send her to the most racist, most violent racist county that still exists in the United States and have her just have to walk around and experience what it feels like. In her, like, black face? In her, yeah, in her carrot face. I want her to have to walk around. Okay. Hashtag carrot face. All right. Whew. She really pisses me off. All right. Let's All take right. a breath. Calm down. <laughs> Ooh, child.
we gotta leave here in uh, 45 minutes. Oh yeah, because we got a big thing coming. That's Warriors Cavs game six. Not my good friend of the week. Not, but we will. Which brings me to my good friend of the week. G F O T W. My good friend of the week is Jon Snow, main protagonist on Game of Thrones. He just got stabbed last night. Spoiler alert, I guess. I, yeah, sorry. Uh, um, so if you've been on Earth for yeah, the last right. few days, yeah, we're spoiled. Anyway, we're he got spoiled. stabbed. He got stabbed. Just like you called he would in last week's episode. I believe I called it. You called it. Now all the books are caught up with the TV show. The TV show is caught up with the books. Damn. My boy GRM saying uh, they might have the new one out before the start of the sixth season. Is that true? We'll see. He's going to try really hard. Synergy. He's never met his deadline goals, so probably I mean, not going to happen. Okay. Um... But yeah, Jon Snow getting stabby-stabbed at the end of the last episode. <laughs> people were really upset. A lot of people are swearing the show off. I know, yes. I'm yeah, here that's to tell you, hold your britches. <laughs> Everything's going to be all right. Do you think that show's destined for a happy ending? Johnny S. is coming back strong. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you think it's going to be a happy ending? Okay. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, George R. R. Martin is a nerd who loves stories. Yeah, he's not going to be just like, he's not going to troll you. He's not going to be heartless. He's been, there's too much lead up, there's too much evidence in the books to point us in a direction that all the fans just wanted to go. If he doesn't do that, it's going to be like the biggest nerd outrage since episode one. Right. Mm. Star Wars episode Star Wars. one. No, I knew what you meant. Right. That was nerd outrage, I'm sure. Too young. I would have done anything to have Twitter alive during that. Oh. That shitstorm. Oh, yeah. Just imagine the Jar Jar Bink troll accounts. Give it. It's funny because kids our age like that movie because we were kids. Do they? Yeah. Mm. I always hated Star Wars, so I never liked it. But I do think, yeah, I think we're... Like, little kids love those movies because they came out when they were kids. And, and the there's a kid now, in it. There's a kid in the And there's a kid one. in it. And now nerds today loved the Star Wars when they were kids. Right. So, of course, they're not going to like this Star Wars. I know. But anyway... But the kids who get this one are probably going to be so are so much luckier than we were. It looks so if good. If there's a child watching Game of Thrones, you're the worst fucking parents ever. Right. Like, do you want to know how you were conceived? Yeah. Brother and sister, best way to explain it? Right. Right Right here. Right. You're an incest infant. That's what I'd say. So anyway. I can't believe the show's caught up with the Caught books. up with the books. Officially, even though they Officially. did some things out of order. So There's some stuff that has happened in the TV show that hasn't happened in the books. There's some stuff that's happened in the books that haven't happened. Will George write show. it into the books? A little like that. They, he might go a different way. There was a scene. Hmm. That would be crazy. Uh, this season where one of the guys who's trying to become king, there's like multiple people trying to become king, right? So yeah. there's like... The queen of the dragons who wants to, like, take her dragons and conquer everybody. Then there's uh, the actual king who's, like, the incest, incest baby that okay. doesn't know he's incest, but Hi. he's ruling because his dad was king and now he's king. And then there's the former king's brother who, uh, like, burns his own daughter alive. I heard about that. Because, like, this red queen priestess said blood magic would help him get the throne. Oh, my fucking... And, and he's like, he, for sure. In the show, he gets oh. axed, oh. and he burns the shit out of his daughter. <laughs> and in the books, the daughter burning and then him getting killed haven't happened yet, so oh. we'll see. Would it be weird for him not to put that in the books? In, uh, like, in a canon set? I mean, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, right. I, I mean, the canon's not perfect anyway. Right. Because they've had to leave so much stuff out of the books, or right. out, of the, out of the TV show, whatever. So, there's, like, speculation that maybe George R. R. Martin could, like, see Stannis killing his daughter on the TV show and decide, oh, I can make this work another way, and he'll go a different right. route. Um, but I think the overall understanding is that he's not gonna, 
change like the big points. Like apparently the guys who run the show know how it's going to end already. Really? Yeah. So they're working towards the same like. So I big think they're all working game. towards the same main plot points. Okay. There's just liberties that they can't take in the show. That's nuts. This that is George the first Martin time this has ever happened because it's such a big right. What? Like a like a property like adapted source material from, yeah. like kind of exceeding it. Yeah, yeah exceeding. It. I, I mean, like know. it kind of happened with like Harry Potter, like where they were making those movies as the books were being written. But there was never a sense where the movies trumped the books. So there was never a sense where they could do something in the movie that wasn't in the book and then J.K. Rowling would maybe or maybe not make it canon. And it's crazy because the books have the books have such an, a rabid following, but it feels like the TV show is like even more rabid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Totally. It feels like it's the one time where the adaptation, the second adaptation has trumped the source. Which is really just credit to the people running the show because it's such a great show. Totally. Which is why Good you should only. watch it. Mm. Luckily... For all the, the spoilers that, I've heard, I don't, I don't know. I'll never. Remember and the their fact names, that you're concerned about confusing this with actual history, I mean, it it's is concerning, it is. and you should see a doctor. <laughs> I just don't want to watch the show and be like, wait, Jack. So, like, when exactly in our history did, did that happen? When did when were the Targaryens in charge of the English crown, Jack? <laughs> Jack, I'm confused. I'm confused. I'm confused. Okay, so like, there's Queen Elizabeth. I don't know, like, did. Her great grandmother, like, have a dragon? Like, right. Jack, this is me at 4 a.m. Jack? Jack? There's pillows under the sheets because you moved out so long ago. I understand the, uh, hindrance of why, like, the hindrance of wanting to get involved in a show that's, like, med- medieval. Because medieval is the worst. It's the worst. Isn't yeah. it the worst? Like, aside from get your love of Game of Thrones, it is the worst. Yeah. yeah. It's always so boring. I don't know why I hate it so But also much. interesting. Honestly, no. It's so nasty. I'm like, my first thought is, did any of these people shower? No, it was like the dark period of European history. That's why they oh called it the God. Dark Ages. Why? Because everyone was nasty? Everyone else was discovering algebra and coffee, and the Europeans were up there butt-fucking each other and uh, you know, fighting over, like, plots of land. How dare we now be like, the Europeans are just the most cultured, like, they're just, like, the most, like incredible ones. We should all aspire to be, like, little European. Like, when you go to a city, you're like, this place is, like, European vibes. It's Historically, a, they're the nastiest. Right. Well, I mean, they've all we've all got nasty bits. I mean, where did Rachel Dolezal come from? European. Yeah. Europe, Europe, I mean. Right. Okay. So we're done. We've all got nasty bits, but um, yeah, we're we saying do. the show. <laughs> the show. It's kind of, the book in the series is kind of like supposed to be like an al- like an allegory for European history, mm. where there's like a period of amazing wonderment of the Valerians, right? And they have all this crazy technology that's kind of lost with time. Mm. And that's supposed to represent the Romans. Mm -hmm. They had all this crazy technology and this, like, advanced civilization, and all of a sudden it just went away, Mm -hmm. descended into this madness of war and steel and blood. And then when the Renaissance comes about, it's a rediscovery of the beauty of human. Mm. Was that, like, a time with no war Renaissance? Uh, not 100% without war. Okay. But it definitely moved from either you're a lord or a part of the clergy or mm-hmm. you're a fucking shit peasant mm-hmm. <laughs> to like, you know. Like, or if you're like, like a Rachel Dolezal, if you will. Or Rachel Dolezal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like balances the scale where there's like artists and there's mm. academics and merchants and. So it's like Brooklyn. Right. <laughs> Original Brooklyn. OG Brooklyn. So. That's tight. The, the Renaissance sounds cool. I used to go to the Renaissance Fair. Rebirth. Up in Vallejo. Yeah. Um, that's the only part of that era I'm interested in. Okay, so that was my good friend. Okay. Snow. Nice. 
Um, I don't have one. <laughs> okay. My you can make yours the Warriors. Yeah, my good friend of the week is the Warriors. Steph Curry doing great. His first, daughter looking first, cute. Well, I was about to see the first game of the season. I about to see the first game of the season and hopefully the last. Hopefully the last. Get it, blue and gold. Right. Do it. Warriors fan for life. I bleed for Warriors. And honestly, like, good luck to the Bay tonight if they win. Shit's about to burn down. Either way, it's, something's going to happen. You're right. Honestly, yeah, but you're right. I will Ready say, your panic rooms. No, I will say that I think... Um, basketball fans are a bit more civil. More civil because there's no pre-gaming or whatever tailgating. Is it like the alcohol? Well, the a thing that you have to watch out for is everyone else who people who are not at the game, mm. because the people at the game rarely riot. It's the fee- people who are drinking in bars mm-hmm, in downtown, right. Right. and then something happens. Oh. There's probably going to be rioting. My first inclination would be to say that it's NBA be fans are better than that. I agree with you. But then there's football just has like a vibe. Very violent. Yeah, white, I agree. Yeah, right. Baseball is like a bunch of white people. Yeah, a bunch of like cute white people that are like, I love pinstraps. Right. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I totally agree with that. So yeah, so still be careful, but hopefully shit will be good. And yeah. hopefully they'll win. Right. Warriors. I've been following you guys for this so long. This will be up, and they'll either have already won or lost, so. Wow. So we're coming at you from the past. The past. That's so crazy. It's like when this airs, like, Rachel Dolce will have been juiced you know, because she's a carrot. And, like, the Warriors will have lost or won. It's like, whoa, like, we don't even know, like, what's coming. We don't know that the future you holds know? for us. Yeah. It's like, that's crazy. It's like, is Jon Snow going to warg into his beast? Yeah, did he just blorg all over someone's face and become them? Is Melisandre going to bring him back from the dead using Azor Ahai? Right. Or is melatonin just a vitamin I use to go to sleep when I'm on a lot of These drugs? These are questions that we have to face every day. Melatonin's my favorite character on Game of Thrones. Me too. I love that. <laughs> and I love Sana Sana. Sana <laughs> The Dragon Queen. What's oh, it? Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, Dijon Targaryen. Stormborn. <laughs> oh my God, Stormborn. That's her nickname. That's tight. Stormborn's tight. She was born on a ship in the Hi. middle of a storm. We're gonna wrap this up, but <laughs> thank you guys for listening. We love you so much. Um, Fuck Janet. Getting yeah. that out of the way. Yeah, enjoy mm, South Korea. Hope you don't accidentally get drone picked up and dropped in North Korea. Hope that doesn't accidentally happen. With that said... Korean fans. Korean fans. <laughs> we, you you're about to get a celebrity celebrity in your midst. Yeah, right. Janet. Um, and to anyone with a juicer who lives near Spokane, I don't know. Just, Just drive around. Yeah, right. <laughs> Just drive around. If you see someone that looks like Sideshow Bob... With the smirk of an idiot, plug that juicer into your cigarette charger in your car, turn it on and say, hey, can you come here for a second? I'm lost. And just put her in that juicer. Vitamin C. Okay. Vitamin C. Janet. Okay. <laughs> Janet. Do we even need to, like, I guess, get to work, but... Get to work, but really it's me. Yeah. To work. Jack. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. Love.